well, well, well. Welcome back. This is Anime DGEN's The Bullshit Hour, episode 27. Two topics. You know the rules. Uh, what's going on, boys? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. <laughs> I really enjoy this song. Yeah. No. Oh. It, it, <laughs> damn it! Hey, I'm off at the bottom true, of it. It's all good. It's the bullshit hour, baby. We're gonna be serious. <laughs> it, it ain't a true DGen episode without a second replay, bro. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> no, nah, we're running it, boys. Don't even worry about it. Okay, okay. Well, I'll get it right one day. Uh, we've been doing this for over six months, and I am still working on it, but. <laughs> I'm getting better. The volume's getting lower. Um, but so, guys, we got two topics. Two topics you know, guys, with the rules. Um, our first topic was going to be the most disrespectful anime moments in history. Very excited for this one. I, I love. That's one of my favorite parts about anime. It's just like when it gets ridiculous. Of all time. In all history. Time. In history. All time. <laughs> And then we're going to do a little bit of, you know, raise your glass in your spirits. Um, but before that, Tyler, you were featured on a different oh. podcast. You, you cheating? Oh, you cheating, dude. Man, wow. I'm literally simping for Simpies, bro. Simping for Simpies. I thought you were simping for dancing basses, but <laughs> should be. Shame. You're lost. Well, yeah, so what Bass is saying is that I was a guest on a uh, on a podcast that I've been uh, talking to for a little bit um, on Twitter and Discord and stuff, and they asked me to be a guest, and their name is Simping for Senpai Podcast, and the episode just released, uh, I think, yesterday when this episode comes out, possibly. It's Wednesday. Um but yeah, the topics was shows that we wanted to see remade or finished, and it was a really good show. We got into some Naruto uh, things, talking about how the women wasn't written well before we got into the actual uh, topic. So that was an interesting conversation. Um, I, I love that you got to talk about Naruto. I, I, I was happy, bro. Uh, <laughs> how many how many times did you say Minato in the whole episode? Uh, they should have had a Minato counter. We should have a Minato none. counter. No, y'all be one. proud of me. Don't worry about it. I have one. I think I said no. I, I don't think I said it no times. I think we might have to make a sound effect for the Minato counter, though. <laughs> it's just like, like a, a flying Raja noise. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm glad they didn't get the Tyler that we know and love because... Oh, they still got the same bullshit, so no, don't worry. They, they didn't get Minato. There, was no, there was no Minato mentioned. No, it it's not nothing. even the same thing. They got I'm, actually, I'm actually disappointed in myself now because I, I literally talked about Naruto for like 10 minutes and then at the end, I brought in Boruto because that is one anime that needs to be remade the right way and I didn't talk about Minato neither times. I'm, I'm heartbroken. I'm a little disappointed, I'm, to be honest I'm with you. taking the shit off. <laughs> is he growing as a person like i'm, I'm confused i'm re i'm removing my kati cloak now you, sh you should have i thought you were gonna get yourself a minato robe dude come on <laughs> i need to i need to i just i'm gonna have it soon so don't worry i'll find it <laughs> well you guys want to get into our first topic yeah, yeah. so um we're gonna do the most disrespectful anime moments in history 
Um, so guys, during our showdown throwdown three, like I recommended, you know, the saga of Tanya the Evil, which is one of the more savage anime characters I know of. And that got me thinking. I wonder what the boys have as their most disrespectful and savage moments in anime. So we're going to share it with you guys. And I'm actually really excited to hear about some of these because uh, I haven't thought about them in a while. <laughs> but uh, Tyler, you want to get us started? Yeah. So um, when when we decided to do this uh, segment, um, the first thing that popped in my head was Bleach. Ichigo. And it was the scene, uh, I'm sure everyone's seen it before, that has seen Bleach, obviously. They probably remember it. But it was the scene where Ichigo calls an ambulance. And I will describe it a little bit uh, for y'all. And it was basically, basically Chad gets picked, beat up by a couple of uh, punks, goons or whatever. And Ichigo comes in and saves him before he gets like, demolished by rock because at that time uh chad was like not fighting anyone you know this was like episode 30 37 or 36 or something like that um of bleach and he literally did not want to fight nobody and so ichigo comes up here and cleans up the two that was attacking him and they go back to their boss and six of them pull up on chad and literally beat him up and take him captive, tie him up, ties him up and stuff, all that good stuff. And they was gonna like um tear up a heirloom that he got from his grandpa or something like that, uh, if I recall correctly. And Ichigo comes in and just like drop kicks the boss. And um while the boss is down on the ground, he like goes over to him and searches his pockets. And gets his own phone out of his pocket and opens it up. It's a flip phone and starts calling numbers. He's like, oh, there it is. And he starts talking to these people. He's like, oh, yeah, uh, I'm going to need uh, an ambulance to my location. And he tells them the location. And the goons is like, what? You think you're going to call an ambulance for Chad? you think you're going to get get an ambulance here without fighting us? And then they was like, how many do you want? And Ichigo was just like, one, two, three, four, five, counting the goons off. <laughs> like, that shit was, like, mad disrespectful. Like, this was one of the first ten uh, animes that I ever watched. And, like, it was 30 episodes in or whatever. And I still remember it to this day. And even though these boys was just like goons, nobody, piece of shit punks, you know, like he calls an ambulance for them, then beats the shit out of them. And that's disrespectful. I don't care who you are. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love that scene. It's just like, hello, can I, can I get an ambulance? Actually, uh, one, two, three, four. Yeah. Send six ambulances. (laughs) (laughs) And it's yeah, like <laughs> no, it was absolutely fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, that that was that has to be one of my top disrespectful moments ever. I'm not saying it's my my top or favorite, but mm-hmm. it's definitely one of the most memorable uh, moments for me. So definitely, man, I I still remember that mo- like moment from like the first time I watched Bleach, like. <laughs> God. 
15 years ago. And yeah, um, that's, I, that's what I'm saying. I think I have a more disrespectful moment from Bleach, though. Oh, definitely. Probably. I think I, think I might have the most disrespectful moment in all of Bleach. I was just going to go just because we're, we're talking Yeah, go movies, for it, right? man. Uh, we're go for it. Bleach. You guys will be talking the same show right after. Knock so it out. Well, right? Knock it out. So I'm talking about a scene. This is at the end of the Soul Society invasion arc. After Ichigo has beat Byakuya, and this is after the grand reveal of the big baddie in Bleach, which nobody saw coming. That was like one of the biggest. I'm trying to think of the right word. Like, um, Twitch rounds, uh, hoodwinks, bamboozles. Bamboozles? Yeah. yeah, like unsuspected, like story plot lines I've ever heard in my life. So it turns out that Aizen who's one of the most badass bad guys there is in anime, in my opinion, turns out to be the bad guy. And it's Renji and Ichigo teaming up to try and take him down. They, I think they know they can't win, but they're going to try and go down fighting. And Renji comes in and he uses his, um, his Shikai to try and throw some attacks at him. And then Ichigo, this Bankai, charges Aizen. You got the theme music going on in the background. Like, this is like... <laughs> classic like late 2000s early 2000s shonen right here this is what you see in a shonen anime back in the day and he comes at aizen with the bankai goes to slash him and aizen just puts up one finger and stops ichigo's new form his bankai that literally just defeated probably one of the most powerful captains of the uh 13 court guard squads and stops with his finger and that isn't the most disrespectful part of this when he stops the sword, the music just stops. <laughs> and Holy... it was and it was getting to the good part too, like the screeching uh guitar, electric guitar or whatever, too. Definitely, dude. Homie stopped the main character's theme song <laughs> with a finger. <laughs> and the best part of it is that theme song was never played again in Bleach. Yeah. <laughs> he erased that shit from existence, bro. <laughs> ludicrous and he stops it and all you hear is Aizen go oh my and he just taps his finger down and literally cuts Ichigo right down the gut and he's like oh I meant to cut you in half from the waist (laughs) (laughs) it seems like I went shallow (laughs) with a fucking finger boys after Ichigo just powered up to his bankai in three days which nobody can do like bro said fuck you (laughs) fuck your bankai oh my god I just remember watching that scene in my jaw hitting the floor like what just oh, happened? Yeah. I think we was like I think we was all like that to be honest. That was just one of the most oh yeah like crazy scenes that we've ever seen before. And the best part of this too is Eisen hasn't he hasn't taken his glasses off. So this dude's up there looking like an honor student in high school, super nerdy. And that's when they basically get teleported up or pulled up to Hueco Mundo through some portal. And you see Aizen take off his sunglass and flip his hair back and just look like a super Chad. But the fact that my dude went in there and stopped his theme music, erased it from <laughs> history with a goddamn finger, some of the most disrespectful shit I've ever seen in my life. I can agree with that. I just saw that for the first time a few months ago and I was like, yo, like, what has Ichigo been doing? Like, he's not even ready. Bro, what has Aizen been doing? That's it. It's like, where did he come from? Nobody expected that. It was absolutely an insane moment in that show. 
Yes. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, my moment, though, is from Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie. If you guys haven't watched it, it is worth it. A um, couple cringy moments in it, but this is not one of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the Gojo versus Miguel fight. And, you know, I know, like, you know, Miguel got his ass beat. You know, he, he got he got the 30 piece McNuckle. And uh, <laughs> but first, I want to put some respect on Miguel's name. You know, typically when somebody fights Gojo, they, you know, either lose their life or a piece of their body. He lost neither. Um, and he actually walked away from fighting Gojo to fight another day to live on, which is very, very rare. And I also want to point out the fact that Ghetto had to source this man from across the planet. Miguel's from Africa. He had to, he had to call this man in from fucking Africa. Had to had to, had to have somebody catch a fight flight because he knew Gojo was so overpowered. So Miguel is a real one, but he still got absolutely disrespected. And you know, it's maybe it's not one of the most disrespectful moments in anime, but I, I it, it hurt me watching this it hurt me because <laughs> you know like you know gojo and him gojo and miguel kind of get the scrapping a little bit and they're kind of filling each other out and miguel you know he has his whip and he's asked he you know he asked gojo you know do you know how many decades it took my people to uh to weave this rope and gojo just flat out says like i care <laughs> classic gojo being overpowered i don't give a fuck who you are i'm him um and, you know, not Gojo just didn't disrespect him. He disrespected his fucking ancestors. The man's grandma weaved that shit. And, like, his whole village did. His, uh, his whole bloodline. And he can't even be bothered to say, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, like, even if I didn't like one of you guys and you were like, you know, my grandma made this for me. I'd be like, oh, that's, that's, that's all right. That's cool. But he didn't even have to do the courtesy of that. And, you know, as, as, as a fellow person from the African uh, diaspora, that shit didn't sit right with me. Shit made me mad uncomfortable. And it's like one of those moments, it's like, you know, like, I know this wasn't racist, but it felt racist. You know, it's just like, I don't like how he's talking about him right now. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I was like, this dude better start boxing. And he fucking tried. Um, then Gojo proceeds to hit him with the, you know, the Muhammad Ali duck and weave for the next 15 seconds of the fight. Uh, Miguel's trying to get some licks in. It's just not happening. He's, he's catching all air from all angles. And I know Miguel was tired after you know getting off his volley. But then Gojo's like, you know what? I'm going to go on the attack my damn self. So Miguel proceeds to get tossed around all of Tokyo going through buildings, falling down skyscrapers. It's very, very sad. Uh, and I just felt this in my gut. I was like, bro, you got to do it for the ancestors, dog. You got to get a lick in. <laughs> please, bro, please. And then Gojo gives him the famous 30 piece. And I remember sitting in the, in the, in the movie theater and being like, you know, this is some fucked up shit. I don't like this. Why, why do you have to do that? You know, he hit him in the abs, chest, neck, and face. Like, I, I just didn't like it. I didn't like it. Um, I, I really want to play the video for you guys, but this is a podcast. We'll, we'll watch it later. 
but it was just it was terrible you know gojo should be fucking ashamed of himself he could have just said that was a nice that's a nice rope i i you know but like i care dude like i care (laughs) you know you said that you know most people lose a body part or their life walking away from gojo or both or both well this man you know he didn't do it but he still lost a part of him he lost a big part of him <laughs> when he walked away from this shit. He probably couldn't find no more after this shit. He was just embarrassed so bad and done disrespectful. Like, like yeah, college, I mean, but like he he's probably I mean he's at least top five strongest sorcerers that we've seen. Um, and he still got pieced the fuck up. Like, <laughs> go just like I, just I, like what, bro? Yeah, <laughs> and you know what? The worst part is now he's working for the man. Yeah, beat his ass so bad he had had to do a favor for him. He's like, hey, I'll just I'm just gonna join your guys team. I don't want that to happen ever again. <laughs> My man beat his ass into retirement. Damn shame. Sent his ass back to Africa. Crazy. <laughs> shit still don't sit right with my ass. Nah, something something's wrong, bro. Shit felt off. I felt personally attacked. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely wild. Go, Gojo just be wild, and and we see like a lot of that in the uh, you know the um, uh, shoot hidden inventory arc that we we've been talking about on the rundown, and it really lets his personality shine and see where he became like this. So, yeah, I mean, he's the honored one, dude. Yeah, the honored one. Yeah, I, I just like I, I probably won't ever forget my me and my sister. Like I was watching watching the first couple episodes of this the second season, and she was like, "Was was Gojo always this big of an asshole?" I was like, "No, nah, he's just young now. He's he's still really fucking cocky." Which is, I mean, yeah. he he maintains that, but like it, it's still a little much. So, you know, basically what Dan says, you know, Miguel should be like should just be odd. To be in the presence of the honored one to begin with. <laughs> That's what, I mean, go, go Joanna human, dude. That man's a god. No, I mean, just the fact that like Miguel could like box with him at all was pretty impressive. It was, I'll give him that. Doesn't mean he didn't he, die. I was gonna say, doesn't mean he didn't get disrespected any less. No, no, no. Honestly, he might be better off dead. <laughs> he doesn't get to walk around thinking about the fucking fate he received for so long, dude. Every day when he goes into work. Bro had to go back to the village and say, you know what? I know y'all think I'm him, but I met him. Also, and I'm not that. By the way, you guys mind making me another one of those British women? <laughs> I know this took y'all 50 years to make, but <laughs> God damn, that dude was fire. <laughs> damn. Hate to see it. <laughs> well, uh, I guess I'll get into my next one uh, since it is uh, JJK2 and it is Gojo as well. So, surprise, the fucking prize. Gojo, Gojo's mean. just a disrespectful fucking yeah. guy, dude. <laughs> so basically this uh this is happens in episode seven if y'all remember and uh it's while gojo is fighting jogo which is the volcano head dude y'all remember him yeah yeah. and so this is like a few years ago or whatever i think and um uh this is like literally the second thing that came up in my head when we had this uh conversation uh picked out or whatever and Jogo literally thought he was a shit. He thought he was like a tough monster and he thought he was capable of taking down 
special grade sorcerers. And Hillman, like, he, like, I think if I remember correctly, he surprised Gojo, kind of, and just started, like, throwing haymakers and, you know, and was kind of connecting. And the whole time he was thinking that he was winning and just uh, beating Gojo down. And Gojo just finally just snaps. It's just like, okay, it's, it's time to quit playing. And he, like, literally just goes on defensive and, throws him around a little bit and then he was like oh wait and in the middle of the fight he was just like oh wait uh this is perfect and he just leaves he just teleports away and then you we see him go and grab itadori and then teleport back and this is before jogo even blinks and the fact that gojo literally stops mid-fight with uh uh, a monster cursed spirit or whatever that thinks that he's on the same level as a, a special grade sorcerer to go get Itadori and bring him back just so he can have him stand beside him and teach him about domain expansion. <laughs> this would be like if Gojo was fighting like an upper ranked demon and demon serves like, Hey y'all be right back. <laughs> Let me go get Tanjiro real quick. Give me one second. This is a prime <laughs> teaching opportunity for my student. You know what, man? Good teacher right there. You and never know when the lesson's going to come up, but you got to stand and deliver. And what, what I'm not mentioning is that Itadori is like, uh, I think at the time he was watching the videos, the movies or whatever, remember on the couch or something like that. He was watching all the movies, I think. And um, that Gojo wanted him to watch. But like I said, he brings him back. He introduces Itadori to to, uh, to Jogo. And he's like, don't worry about him. He's only here to watch. And he, then he goes on to say, but it'll be fine, though, because you're so weak. <laughs> oh, man. Like the amount of disrespect Jogo felt at that, like the scene after, like he literally just blows his top. Like he's got like a volcano head and literally just explodes because it just hurt his pride so much. <laughs> and he couldn't do shit about it. Like he tried. He was like, it sucks that you bring someone else to the fight just to get in your way and go just, just like, he's not going to get in my way. <laughs> just watch his Itadori. This is, this is how domain expansions work. He's going to try to do his. But I'm gonna counter it with another domain expansion. <laughs> <laughs> Please play, pay close attention to what I'm about to do. Oh yeah. shit! We forgot a notebook. <laughs> Teleports away, comes back. <laughs> yeah, even Dory was over there like getting stressed out because a uh, uh, volcano had done his domain expansion. He was like, "Oh shit, shit! You know what? What am I gonna do?" And and Gojo's just like, "Don't worry. How do you counter this?" Oh, it's simple. You just got to do your domain expansion. <laughs> I know it's a little warm in here right now, but I'm about to chill it out. <laughs> and that, that, I think that's the first time we actually see Infinite Void. Is that right? That is correct. That so, was. That fight was awesome. Yeah, that that's like one of the first things that popped up in my head besides Ichigo was this scene right here. And I don't know how how much more disrespectful you can get besides, you know, going and getting your student, bringing him back so you can teach him about domain expansions while calling the dude weak to his face. And so. then lopping his head off. 
And yeah. I can't remember this is canon, but I have I remember a scene or a picture or something where it's like the two other guys from Ghetto's crew and they're fucking playing volleyball with the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was that actually in the anime or am I is that my head cannon from the internet? I don't know. I, I, I wanna say I remember that, but I'm not sure. So it could be either way. So yeah, I think he was just like holding his head and tossing it around. Oh no, dude. I, I saw a picture it was like them playing volleyball with it. Like imagine getting pieced up like that and you're just looking down from the underworld or the whatever you want to call it. You just see people playing volleyball with your head, dude. It doesn't get worse than that. <laughs> oh yeah, my that, god. That, that's my that's my second um disrespectful moment uh of Gojo. Gojo's just a god at this point, so Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Nothing you can do about him. Broken. Yeah, I I would like to fit in. Uh, well, my next moment is going to be when uh, Sasuke met black people. Um, <laughs> so he, you know he he gets his little task force Taka with Jugo Sugetsu and uh, uh, Karin, and they pull up to you know to the Eight Tails B, and you know like they pull up and they're talking their shit, you know. Uh, Sasuke just got the Mangekyo Sharingan and, and he thinks he's him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, I got this. Bro's like, I got this. You take my left, you take my right, Kyren, stay behind me, support my back. No go. No go. Jugo, Suigetsu, it's a wrap. They get packed up instantly, <laughs> like one blow, get them out of my face. And then uh, Sasuke tries to step up to the plate and B is literally sitting there writing rhymes on his ass. <laughs> talking about it's it's Mr. Eight Tails to you, sir. And uh it just kind of gets a little crazy. It gets a little crazy. We see, you know, Sasuke activated Sharon gun after a while, and B's just moving wicked. Pulls out eight, you know, eight different swords, and it's just kind of like flipping them around, chilling, writing rhymes in between the volleys. <laughs> and Sasuke, uh, you know, he eventually eventually gets turned into a fucking pincushion. And uh, he's like, holy shit. Like, is this really what the land of lightning is uh, hidden? Uh, the land of lightning is about. And yes, sir, it is. They really <laughs> them over there. They got it like that. And from there, like B is really just not feeling this. And he tries like tries to like run away. And they like uh, Kyrene's like, oh, he's over there. And then he kind of pulls out his, you know, his eight tails form. And it's like fucking around with him. But he's really not doing shit. Uh, he doesn't really care. He just kind of wants to go write his rap. He's getting ready for a concert. <laughs> I remember that shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, like imagine awakening the Mangekyo Sharingan, and this dude won't even give you the time of day. And is putting holes in your people, putting full on holes. Uh, so he gets who's trying to turn the liquid. It don't matter. Jugo's pulling, uh, you know, energy uh, nature chakra into him. It don't matter. He's having to bite Kareen every other second just to stay alive. Put, and then the, the lariat, bro. Bro <laughs> took his chest out. But he's not even really trying like that. So I thought it was a great sequence. I, I, I just love how B is just like being nonchalant. He's like, yo, you guys got to learn how to rap. This shit's wicked. And he's just spitting <laughs> bars, bro. He's just spitting bars the whole time. Yo, fool, yo, fool. I love how you had... You had to pick this one next because you had to get a little, little, little black pride in there. You know, you're like, no, it's my boy. After what you Balance, just talked bro. about, dude, you needed Balance, it. Balance, bro. Balance. You, need, you needed it. I love my people. Balance. <laughs> so that's yeah. when Sasuke met black people and he realized what the fuck was going on in the world. And you said, you said uh, Sasuke 
Sasuke thought he was him. When when does he not think he's him, bro? All <laughs> the old anime. All, all I can think of. Time. All I can think of is kid Sasuke with his hands like clasped, just sitting there like his face in him. <laughs> Cocky fucking son of a bitch got put in his place. Thank yeah. God. Yeah, and they thought he cat. They captured him in the end, and it was just a tentacle piece. <laughs> bro didn't even really want to fight them. He really wasn't even going all out. He could have killed them all. Yeah, he was just playing with them with all his eight swords or whatever. You and fool, you fool. Yeah. yeah, but bro really was just trying to put pen to paper. A true it. MC. Hey, I mean, when, you, <laughs> when the man, when the when the man's got a concert coming up and it's the biggest concert of his life, apparently, like. Don't get between him man. and that, bro. Yeah, don't yeah. get between him and that. Man's trying to go on a world tour. <laughs> starting <laughs> starting in his hometown. Yeah. Right. Just do or die for him. That's what I'm worried about your little man. fight. Infinite Sukiyomi, my ace. <laughs> Dude, his infinite Sukiyomi, if he got trapped, then it would just be him dropping bars on a big ass stage. You know it. Every, every All day. The time. Every All day. the time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for my next disrespectful moment, we're bringing it back to One Piece. So this is a scene from the East Blue. Jesus Christ. We all, we all know it. We all love it. Zoro, our favorite swordsman, finally meets his end goal. He meets Mihawk, the world's strongest swordsman. Little did he know that he was, he was not worthy yet. He was not worthy to lick this guy's boot. <laughs> So he gets ready to attack. He's got his three swords out. He's ready to pull out his strongest move, the classic Onigiri. And what does our boy Mihawk do? He doesn't take his sword off his back. He pulls a literal butter knife out of his cross. (laughs) This thing is three inches long. It looks like something you would pull out to whittle wood with. And (laughs) (laughs) it looks like a pocket knife, dude. It's tiny. It it really is. Yeah. The uh, the was it a cross hilt? Is that what it's called officially? Is that correct? Oh, is that? I don't know. What whatever they are, the cross uh, things or whatever at the hilt was literally longer than the sword, bro. (laughs) 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 So. Zoro gets ready and he Beehawk's like, oh, this is I'm sorry I don't have a smaller blade to, to fight you with. <laughs> Why like, would you say that to his face? He's just talking bad shit, bro. And Zoro comes out of with everything he got. He stops all three swords with a freaking pocket knife. You buy it like freaking Target for three dollars. <laughs> a fucking butter knife, dude. And this is the scene where Zoro gets his iconic scar. He stops Zoro's attack and Mihawk just cuts him up with a fucking butter knife. Like, it was just so disrespectful. That shit was fucking petty. So yeah, fucking petty. Oh, it was. It was. He did do the, him the honor once he actually defeated him of cutting him with his actual sword. Because Zoro wasn't being a bitch about the whole situation. <laughs> Imagine losing to a butter knife, dude. <laughs> I, I probably just would have left when he did that. I'd be like, you know what, bro? Like, you got this. I, I, I'm gone. Just leave I'm, me alone. You win. I'll see you. In, I'll see you after a two-year time skip when I get when I get some hockey. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, just just imagine thinking that you're literally on his level when you ain't done shit yet. You know what I mean? Like this right. man is one of the top powers in the world, and you pull up on him like that and thinking you're gonna do something. Like, come on! You get the title world strongest. I mean, there's what three characters that have that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kaido, the world strongest beast. Whitebeard, the world strongest man. You get the world strongest sword. Like you don't fuck with those guys. Nah, he just didn't know. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> And I do have an honorary mention. I was going to talk about it, but I think we talked about it a little bit when we were talking Black Air Force Energy, so I don't want to bring it up. But Hunter Hunter, Kropika bringing a shovel to a goddamn fight. It's <laughs> the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> He's going to box, just walking up with a shovel. And like, what's that for? It's like, I'm, I'm going to bury you. You're this gonna is die. for you. Actually. <laughs> That's just so wild. Would you, would you like a proper burial or not, bro? <laughs> wild. Wild. And there's so many other disrespectful moments in anime we didn't get to. I mean, there's, there's going to be hundreds of them, but those are some of our favorites from some of our favorite shows. Yeah, there's literally so many, uh, so many more that's probably better than what we picked, but these was just what was memorable for us. So yeah, definitely. You know, yeah, maybe if we think of some others, maybe we'll do, uh, we'll do it again. You know. Oh yeah. yes. But awesome. Hope you guys got a drink because we're about to raise our glasses and our spirits. Cheers, boys. Hell yeah. Cheers. Tyler's up there with a, with a, with a can of Coke. Me and Bass are sipping on the good, good. Bro, they didn't tell me, bro. They didn't tell me they was going to do this shit. We're doing, you know what time it is. It, it, it's pretty late. And we're doing a segment about boozing. Like I literally got some uh, I literally got some lemonade in there or whatever. Hard lemonade. So I could have I could have done it with y'all. He could have been Damn. gone off the mics again. Yeah. Oh, dude. When when Tyler has a few drinks, he starts. <laughs> he does not shut up about our boy Minato. Trust me. You hear him. Uh, you you hear him say Minato like seven times on a podcast. It's because he's had three or four drinks. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. But so Zom one hundred really got us thinking. You know, Akira risked his life just to go have some beers with one of his best buddies. What a bro. So, what a bro. I. I do it for you guys. I wouldn't make it, but I try. You know I what? If I'm going down to the zombie apocalypse, I'm going out with the boys in a keg. Done. Oh, I wouldn't make it to the end of my Kegger. <laughs> so in this segment, we're gonna pick which anime characters we'd love to put back a few cold ones with. So, who wants to get us started? Shit, I'll I'm I'll knock it out first. I'll knock it out first. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jiru Horikoshi from The Wind Rises, actually. Okay. Uh, first of all, this is a real life legend, uh, known for his, you know, his design of the Japanese Zero in World War II, um, which featured his his uh, a great invention by him, which is a flush screw designed to reduce drag on these fighters. They were made for agility, not tankiness, and it was actually a very cutting edge design. In the air, air, uh, aeronautical world. Uh, some of the reasons I, I would want to sit down and have a beer with this guy. Uh, one, I think he could use a break from the office. Man's a workaholic, 100%. Um, but two, 
Growing up, I wanted to be an aerospace engineer, so I'd have so many fucking questions to ask this man. I didn't end <laughs> up doing that. I uh, moved into the the, the sales role um, and do a little bit of engineering work, but nothing, nothing, nothing crazy like designing fucking airplanes, military <laughs> airplanes. I ain't got it like that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that smart. I guess. But uh, I would, you know, I have, I have to ask some questions that, you know, like, what is his dislikes and, and likes about the job? You know, what surprised him about the profession and the industry he works in? And, you know, I have to ask him questions about, you know, what he thinks about, you know, his designs being used to pretty much kill people and how long winded take on like his thoughts about that. I think it'd be a really interesting conversation to have a few beers at the bar with about. And, I, and one thing I love to hear from people that I meet. Um, throughout work and in my personal life is to kind of like ask them and, you know, about their passions and like, let them speak about it. I like listening to people talk about that stuff because they're usually very passionate. People like to talk about themselves and, you know, I don't think it's selfish, but like, I just like hearing about what they love. Yeah. And I think it's a good way to get to know somebody and kind of learn about who they are. And I don't know. I'd have so many questions, man. I'd have (laughs) so many questions and like, I would love to, you know, like hear about World War II from like the perspective of a Japanese person. And I haven't had the pleasure of, of doing that. So I think it'd be a great opportunity to, man. I, I, uh, Jiro, you know, real life guy. And I, somebody I would like to sit down and have a beer with. Show for show. I think it'd be interesting to see if he regrets it. Um, you got to think that the plane he designed is the one that bombed Pearl Harbor. Yes. And... That's what led to a lot of other things that happened in Japan. Uh, you know, little boy, everything else, you know, bombing of Hiroshima. So you got to think, does he regret that? And I think it'd be really interesting to see that. But if you're going to meet Jiro for a beer, it's not at a bar. It's on some crazy ass plane with the Italian homie. And you one got of to, bro. <laughs> like, imagine being up one of those planes that are crazy as shit that that Italian dude designed. I can't remember his name, but like... I, you're just up, you know, 20,000 feet in the air having some beers talking to those guys. That'd just be fucking awesome. in a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Going to like their like dream world and, and experience all that. It'd be nuts. Screw and guys, shit. if you have not seen The Wind Rises, please go watch it. It's my highest rated show that we've, we, I've, I've, uh, we've watched a movie that we've watched. Um, I, I think I rated it a 9.3. It has that personal aspect with them being an aerospace engineer. And then I thought the story was phenomenal. I um, mean, the fact that he's a real life person added that extra layer on top of it. Just, it just pushed it over that eight edge for me. Oh, definitely, man. And then after you watch it, go check out the review we did uh, many moons ago. It's a long time ago now. You scroll down the old podcast list, you'll find out. Uh, I think... I think that was back when we was doing one podcast episode a week, right? Probably. I think it's so, been a man. long time ago. It's, yeah, it was one of the first ten episodes, I believe. It was definitely it was definitely an oldie, but a goodie. Oh yeah. yeah. And it also has uh for for y'all romance people, uh this show is not just about uh arrow uh the aerospace uh stuff or whatever the bass talks about. Over there, <laughs> <laughs> it's got romance in it too. So it does. I, I, I nerd out on the some good. So I definitely nerd out on the airplanes, but yeah, it, it does have saying. that. 
that's last life aspect to it i love the planes and then that the romance part of this was it was a real tearjerker man so yes and uh, tyler was crying i was holding back the single man tear because yeah that's what i do let's be real tyler's always always cried (laughs) at this point (laughs) well tyler you want to go next you want me to drop my first one uh i mean i can go uh uh so I picked, um, you know, I can't stay away from Naruto long. Um, I picked Jiraiya Sensei. And I'm, I'm just going to say one thing. Homie is sitting here with like an Akatsuki like <laughs> blanket on his shoulders right now. Talking about Jiraiya. And that is some fucked up shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little fucked, my, my boy. Look, it, it, I wear this to remember all the heroes that helped stop the Akatsuki. <laughs> he's he's freaking grasping at straws right now. Oh, big time. <laughs> don't worry about big it. Time. Uh, don't worry about it. I'm going to get a Minato one soon. Then, then the, you know, we won't have to worry about it no more. We won't have to worry about me grasping at straws and stuff. Mm-hmm. Me bullshitting. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so, I picked Jiraiya. And you know one the reasons why I picked Jiraiya, this man he loves a good drink. We we see that time and time again. Especially you know he's always chasing after Sonade, who is, let's be honest, one of the biggest drunks in Naruto. So uh, he's got to keep up with her. You know what I mean? I'm so surprised that none of us put down Sonade on this list because she I, would be so fun to get a drink with. And I, I almost was going did. to. I almost did. But it was going to get a little too horny for me. So I, I put that away. <laughs> Drink and gamble? Sounds like a good evening to me, man. <laughs> Maybe some little extra special later on, you know? Mm. Hey, yo! <laughs> That's why I didn't put her on my list. Hey, That's okay. You know, you we're gotta here to re- honorable mention her while we're talking about dry. So. You gotta respect the Hokage, folks. Yeah. Sonin. But, you know, him being able to love a good drink and, you know, drink pretty good, that's not why I wanted him to go with me. You know, to, you know, everybody knows Jirai. He's wild, carefree, funny. You know, he's got, like, a lot of uh, good personality traits with him. Um, he's just someone that you could have a good time with, I feel like. And... You, I mean, you could literally watch him for like five minutes and you would probably be dying with laughter at the situations that he gets himself into because he's just so, um, what the word maybe rambunctious? Would that be a, a correct word. word for that? That'd be a great word for that. Yeah. So, uh, I was just trying to find something that fit him pretty good and I, I feel like that does it. But, Another cool thing about him is he's a Sanin, like a legend. And with that being said, he's also like a writer, too. Like, he, he likes his storytelling and stuff. So can you imagine taking Dry to a bar and just having, like, some one-on-one time with him and shooting the shit and listening to the, all of the stories that he could tell you? The stories that, like, literally nobody, like a handful of people know about. Because, you know, he's been to places and done things that literally no one else has done and seen. Right. Like, he he, he travels the world. 
Yeah. Uh, he, he, and like, you know, he's a great storyteller. Like he writes books. Yeah. So that'd be cool to sit down with him and like, you know, yeah, you know, just listen to stories. You know what I would ask him? <laughs> what? <laughs> his books are based on real life events. Because that horny motherfucker writes some smut, folks. Absolute <laughs> smut. Absolute <laughs> smut. Well, I mean, Kakashi he's all the time. That shit up. He's all the time trying to get research. So, I mean, maybe it is written on uh, real life shit. So, who knows? Just Why would he need all that research? He's just traveling to other ninja villages, plowing broads. <laughs> My man. <laughs> thinking they Bro's were trying to get that world the whole belt. time. No. <laughs> the world belt. The world belt, dog. He's got the he's got the map of the Naruto world. He's just checking shit off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this, I I feel like you know almost anybody could have a good fun time with Jiraiya. Um, either whether they was looking for like a chill fun time, or if he was just looking for like an intellectual conversation with him, or some great stories, and you know. The man knows what's important to, you know, he literally can just eyeball, you know, things and tell they're 106 centimeters. And that's a good quality, bro. <laughs> I <laughs> knew it was going to come up eventually. <laughs> I was like, there's bad. no way we're getting out of this segment without this. Once I saw Jiraiya on the list. Oh, man. It was like I made a joke about how Zoro had like the second biggest bust in all of One Piece. And literally Tyler off two seconds later yeah 106 centimeters my girl sonata i'm like <laughs> how do you know that off the top of your head just like that dude uh yeah well see the thing is you know i've watched Darjo a lot and i really like jiraiya and yeah there you know this he really likes jiraiya so, got it got jiraiya minato i mean uh, i don't know <laughs> he couldn't even explain his way out of this when he tried. Homie needs a new blanket ASAP, boys. He's talking yeah. about all these, all these great guys wearing an Akatsuki robe, and it's like, dude, dude. Hey, Madara, Madara is one of my favorite villains of all time. So I, I gotta hand it to him. I mean, technically, he wasn't Akatsuki, though. I mean, it, it's. Yeah, it's not there, but... you're you're grasping at straws again, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, Jiraiya, you know the best person to go to the bar with, in my opinion. Uh, 106 centimeters. Those are the basic <laughs> points. Um, yeah, <laughs> let's get this shit on the road. <laughs> Tyler's just gonna be at a bar pointing at chicks, and Jiraiya's gonna be like 88 centimeters. 86 centimeters, 33 centimeters, and just drinking every second, boys. <laughs> that Ooh. is a, that is a great party trick, guys. If you can I just know, it really it. is though. Bro, if we're gonna gamble. Like... We're gonna gamble on I'm gonna be like, bro, is that under 70 or over 70? And drive the over under, us. not the over under. <laughs> and we're gonna drink, bro. Dude, just imagine you're in a bar and your buddy's like 36 double D, and you're like, what? <laughs> what it is? <laughs> be nuts! I'd be like, dude, stop! That would be a fun time. No, that would be funny. That would especially, be yeah, especially uh, drinking. Until one woman hears you and starts coming over and treats freaking Jiraiya and me like Tsunade, dude. 
start <laughs> smacking the shit out of us. But that would be funny too because I would be the one being smacked. It'd be dry. <laughs> Fair enough. Dan, what is your pick? <laughs> so, my first pick is cut from the same cloth um, as Tyler's here, but without the boobs. Um, so I picked Edward Newgate white beard from one piece and you guys probably know by now but he's considered the world's strongest man and he's got a bounty of five billion forty six million berries the man the man is a badass but like imagine the stories he could tell you over a few beers he's traveled the grand line the dude's like 137 years old or whatever that's an exaggeration. He's not that old, but he's pretty damn old. <laughs> <laughs> but he rivaled the King of the Pirates. He had one hell of a family. He's been all around the Grand Line. I just think he'd be a really fun guy to have a beer with. I could agree I with too. that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and, and the guy loves to drink anyway. I was going to say, the man was advised not to drink by his nurse, and he basically said, fuck y'all, I'm having some sake, baby! <laughs> yeah, bro's like, I'm already dying. Like, fuck you. What do you yeah. want? <laughs> if but, that's what takes me out, I mean, so be it, bro. I have an end goal here, guys. Mm-hmm. I want him to call me one of his sons. Whitebeard calling me his son would be like the defining moment of my life. So... <laughs> I, would, I would cry. I'd cry on the spot, like, Dad. <laughs> I have a dad, but that's not important for this. <laughs> Are you are you saying that Whitebeard to you is like Minato to me? Yeah, I mean, I don't talk about him every day though. <laughs> he just keeps him in his heart. I got my the only the only pop I own is Whitebeard because he's pops, and I was like, that's too funny not to get it. That's fair. Hell yeah, that's fair. But also, if I get him drunk enough, he might tell me what the One Piece is because he knows the One Piece is real. So hey, hey, I might I might get some spoilers. You think he knew, though? Yeah, Roger told him. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah, it was during the big flashback during Iwano where uh, Whitebeard and Whitebeard Pirates and the Roger Pirates clashed. And then they're just all getting drunk after having a party. And Roger told him. Yeah, because Big Mom, Big Mom even said something about, like, uh, why didn't you tell me before you died or something like that, didn't she? So yeah, when she was falling down a giant <laughs> hole into a bolting thing of lava. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. one. But man, I feel like he'd be such a fun guy to have a beer with. And he'd probably drink me under a table. I mean, the guy's sake cup is the size of my car. Yeah, because yeah, they just do this quick. 20 foot tall, bro. Hell of a way to go you, could, you could like fill your bottle with some of his sake uh, cup and, and still be fucking plastic. I just, I just wanted to pat me on the head and call me one of his sons, dude. That's all I need. <laughs> I need a papa. <laughs> I got a papa, but it'd be awesome. I don't, have, so I don't you, have an anime dad. I don't have an anime dad. There we go. Uh, there so, you go. So would you call him papa or daddy? I call him pops. Uh-oh. Gotta call him pops. I'm not calling him call daddy. I'm not calling call him daddy. I'm not, I'm not calling another man daddy ever. <laughs> no, I don't even call my dad daddy. There's, there's, there's no call way. Minato daddy, bro. I, I, I look my father in the eyes and go, David. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm not calling your pops. Hundred percent. Gives his dad a strong handshake. <laughs> Hello, David. <laughs> I'll talk to you when you're 18. How, how's the yard <laughs> today? 
Throw the Uno reverse card at him, dude. I'll talk to you when you're 18. I literally do talk to my dad about his yard. He loves that. It's immaculate. I sent a picture today and he thought it was fucking AstroTurf. It was it was unreal, dude. I want your dad to come fix my lawn. <laughs> Elite yard uh, yard care. Oh, um, but speaking of One Piece, Bass, you want to get to see your next guy? Yes, sir. I think Usopp would be the fucking man uh, to have a drink with. Um, first of all, like, you know, he's a great liar and storyteller. So even if he, what he tells you isn't true, it's going to be fucking entertaining. Um, like he's not super strong. Yeah, he drinks. You think so? Who's up? When they they have parties. Can he hang though is what I'm trying to say. No, it'd be great. Bass to drink him on the table. It'd be hilarious. Yeah, it'd be even funnier, dude. He put some chopsticks in his nose and we'd be straight. <laughs> I just want to see Bass try and put chopsticks in his nose. Get little oh, tiny man. ones. <laughs> little tiny baby ones. <laughs> We're actually just toothpicks. Yep. I can make it work. Um, but like whenever you're like you see all the straw hats on uh, the Thousand Sunny or the Going Mary. Like him, Luffy, and Chopper always seem to be the people having the most fun. So, like, getting to be a part of that would be fucking awesome. And, like, honestly, yeah, Usopp, great. Um, you know, I'd like to ask him how he overcomes his fears. And, like, if I can get him to tell the truth uh, and get an honest opinion on, like, what it, what it feels like to be, like, a pretty much like a normal human being on the battlefield with a bunch of monsters, I think that'd be a really cool perspective to get. Um, just like that POV and like you know a firsthand account of like some shit that happens, but probably won't get him to tell the truth. What you do got to have is you got to have Ch- or Usopp tell some lies about you, because it seems like every time he tells a lie, it comes true down the line. So that's true. Yeah, yeah. Bass, mm-hmm. I just want to say you mis you mispronounce God. Oh God, Usopp, you right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, God, go yeah, deep, no. Usopp. Yeah, you mispronounced <laughs> it's God. God Usopp, excuse me. Nah, dude, he's part of the D clan. Go D Usopp. <laughs> Disrespecting our man Usopp over here. Damn, hate to see that. <laughs> yeah, when Dan was originally watching One Piece, I was I was like, you, you'll see. Usopp's a god. God Usopp. Every time he, I would correct him every time he said Usopp for like months. <laughs> I love that. I love that I corrected you just now. I didn't even know that shit. It, I, it was before I got there. I mean, I was calling him Sniper King, Soga King. He's yeah. like, no, he's Soga a god. King. I'm like, God, don't disrespect our Lord and Savior like that. <laughs> so, do you think after, like, how many beers do you think it takes for Usopp to put the mask on and break out the Soga King personality? Cause that's the one I want to drink with. I want him. I, I, think, I think I get if I think if I get like seven to ten, like it, it, everything's on the table. Oh, dude! Imagine him <laughs> in a bar with a mask on, singing his own theme song. <laughs> you know where my mind goes to where I would be drinking with Usopp is like one of like the, the 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 banquets that the Straw Hats have. Imagine how much fun you would have at them shits. Everybody's singing and dancing. You got Brooke in the background playing. Uh, playing tunes like everybody's just going crazy. Hell yes, bro. That's a party. That's a rager. It I really love it, is. man. I love it. Yeah, Usopp would be amazing. I like it. Out of all the like people that I thought of to do this with, Usopp was never on my list. But it's so, he's such a great character for this. So 
Yeah, he really is. Boy knows how to have fun. Dude, he would just start breaking out all his personalities. He'd be use Us what's it? Us Us Usachi? Is that what he is in Wano or Usachi? I don't, I don't remember know. what his name is. Oh, he'd be breaking out all his fake personalities. If he'd have a frog on his head, he'd be selling toads. <laughs> Dude, we, we, I'd be having a ball with Usa. Dude, bro. that'd be fun. That'd be fucking fun, man. Getting to bring his hammer out, bro. That he got Perona with. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> you go to the bar and you tell a girl, like, I'm gonna take a thousand ton hammer. And Usopp pops you with one of those fucking rubber hammers you used to get at like fairs back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then you look like the toughest guy in the bar. There we <laughs> go. Pulling chicks. Yes. Wingman. Yes. And you know I'm- Usopp is probably the ultimate wingman with the lies, though. Oh, I mean this is off topic but i used to be the ultimate wingman i would tell chicks that um me and my friends went ice fishing and i fell through the water and they dove in and saved my life <laughs> Usopp would do that no. for you bro oh yes my friends pulled with that story dude it worked out great <laughs> <laughs> he's a hero he saved my life i do- i fell through the ice into freezing water i couldn't get out i couldn't swim and this man saved my life. You'd have Usopp. You'd, you'd be in the back, dude. He's a god. <laughs> Akami. <laughs> and he'd just be sitting there. It's in your heart, bro. Sniper Island. <laughs> it's in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah. Shit. I think Usopp is a, definitely a sleeper pick for this. Oh, yeah. For sure. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, is it me? Is it me next? Go for Go it. Go for it. Uh, so... I picked Otame, and y'all may not remember who this is, but it's from Not a Short Walk On Girl. You remember, Yo, y'all remember that one? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our black hair girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I wanted to, you know, I just, I, for some reason I thought of her, and I was like, bro. Perfect. The boys probably ain't gonna know this name off the top of the top of their head, but when they when it finally clicks, like she's literally the life of a party, you know. She's she also, is down for whatever, dude. She is a bottomless pit, dude. Good yeah. luck keeping up with her. You don't yeah. have to, bro. She's gonna be doing that damn that damn dance, bro. I want I want to see Tyler <laughs> do that dance so <laughs> bad right now. You'd be on his ass faster than you can fucking say. How's the dance going, brother? So, I don't think I can. I don't think my balance is that good. Can't get that low. No. I can do it. Like especially like just bending over and walking in a circle while having your hands up. Like I would probably hit my nose, bro. You got oh oh, oh, oh there oh, we shit. go. Oh, oh, yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> Dan's uh, just giving us a, a a demonstration over here. Unfortunately, so. I don't I don't have a second camera that's just got my whole office in it, so you guys can't see it. It was it was beautiful. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so you know, there's really no explanation needed for this one. Um, she's literally live at a party. She's a bottomless pit. Uh, she's down for whatever, and she's like just I don't know. She just wants to go on adventures. While drinking, and it's just so cool. It's so fun to like. You wouldn't really get stories out of her, kind of like the theme of this. Uh, theme of this has been so far, 
but she would literally just be her. a good time. So no, you're yeah, making, you don't need stories out of her. Yeah. Like, you're she's making just gonna... this story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I've had nights like that where you just like casual night and all of a sudden it's 6 a.m. and you've done like a million things. And they're some of the most like memorable nights of like my drinking career, you know, like that's just so mm-hmm. fun. And she I, I feel like she would literally get you there. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's just a solid pick. I thought uh, sleep, sleeper pick. for sure. So great. pick. But, yeah, definitely a sleeper. But we did uh, just just so y'all know, we did talk about uh, not a short walk on girl. Uh, I don't even know a couple months ago, I believe. So y'all should definitely go check it out. It was a trip, an absolute trip. I love how we've taken this segment and just made it us <laughs> casually plugging episodes from like four months ago. I mean, they, they won't know, bro. They won't know if we don't tell them. We got to put true. them on it. That's There's true. somebody in the Discord who loves the Tatami series, like all of them, and they're going to know right off the top of their head. I can't it's, remember who it is. Uh, it's it's uh, Pete uh, uh, from uh, What Do You Say Anime, bro? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really, he really likes his shit. He wanted us to watch. Um, he wants to watch the 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 manga the TV the show, anime. The, yeah. yeah, the anime show, yeah, yeah. And there's so, one. There's a new one on Hulu too, and I watched like a couple episodes of, it, but I never got a chance to finish it. Really? Okay. Hmm. Maybe we'll follow up on that one day. Maybe. So. Yeah, if we find time. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude, we're watching so much anime right now. <laughs> we are. Yeah, for real. I don't think we've done a movie review in like a month and a half. We're like, nah. Maybe it's getting time for one. I was thinking that actually. (laughs) Yeah, we should do that soon. We got to get through the summer first, guys. We're all too busy. (laughs) God, this is like, I feel like this is the first weekend I'll be home in the last two months. Bro, I've just been moving, I feel like, for forever right now. Yeah, our schedule's been whack lately. If y'all guys had noticed. (laughs) Yeah, apologize. We're going to be back on the the Tuesday-Thursday train next week. So thank God. Yes, I'm ready so ready well you guys want me to get to my last one yeah i see why you picked her (laughs) certified baddie (laughs) (laughs) you guys don't know the half of it so my last pick and again i keep bringing fairy tale into this because i want these guys to watch fairy tale because it is it is some top tier shonen like it's like if there was like the top five out like outside of the big three this is probably like one or two you know, back in the day, like it was up there. Look, I ain't gonna lie, you ain't gotta convince me no more. Um, you've already convinced me. I just gotta find time to actually do it because <laughs> you know, there. I when Dan put this on here, I literally said another fairy tale baddie, yeah, and that you, basically you, you sums just, up my want to watch it. <laughs> he, he looked her up and he's like, "Damn, he got me again." Damn, you make me want to watch this shit again. <laughs> so I picked Kana Alberona from Fairy Tale. Uh, she's a member of the Fairy Tale Guild. She is a supporting character, but the girl fucking knows how to party. And this is I, I I decided to pick someone who was gonna be like tell me stories, and then like Tyler, I picked somebody who's gonna go have a fucking bang up night out in the town. So there's multiple scenes in the show where Kana is just yugging straight from the from the barrel, from the keg. Damn. <laughs> like hold on, cool. holding a keg of beer, just throwing it back. I mean, she's she's got it on lock. 
No, so like, okay, I'm I'm on like the fairy tale wiki page. Personality kind of has a great love for alcoholic beverages <laughs> and a strong alcoholic resistance, such that it borders on addiction. Oftentimes, she is seen drinking directly from a large beer barrel. Let's go. <laughs> That's My the girl. first part of her fucking personality. My girl. Um, she she's pretty bad. I mean, she's not like top five in fairy tale but she's she's looking pretty good she's looking pretty good you know okay, she's okay. she's got a little spunk to her she's a brunette i like that love that love me a brunette <laughs> uh she's also a degenerate gambler so this uh, is like also Sunate, fun. this is like sunade light without taking the the character that everybody thought we were gonna take no younger. no 106 a younger sunade yeah i would say that i mean she's only like 20 in the show so that's fine right yeah. okay but uh, yeah, she's the polar opposite of the wise old man with killer stories that is Whitebeard. I wanted somebody who was going to be a blast. Somebody that I could just go out in the town with, get rip shit drunk. I'm talking like, we wouldn't go to a bar and have a couple of beers. We would be bar hopping. We would end up at a club. From there, we would end up at a freaking Waffle House or a Denny's. Like, <laughs> we'd be going till 6 a.m. We'd be drinking beers on a roof somewhere. Like, this is my girl. She's a total wild card. Uh, no pun intended. Her, she has card magic. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, if you guys knew, you know, you might have laughed. <laughs> I laughed. I laughed. I'm, uh, like, I'm laughing with you, not at you, Dan. So you know. <laughs> but like, she'd be the ideal like drinking partner for like a night out of the movie or a night out of the movie, The Hangover. Like that's the shit we would get into. Like oh. we'd meet Mike Tyson. There'd be a fucking tiger. It'd be nuts. Fuck yeah. A draft. Most importantly, she's undefeated in drinking contests. So I know who I'm putting my money on. I'm I'm walking out of this place ripped. I mean, she looks tiny. She's like a hundred pounds with like giant tits. Nobody's mm-hmm. gonna put money on her. I'm coming out with a lot of money and I'm drinking a lot with that money, boys. <laughs> so I hate to burst your bubble here, but if my girl walks in on your girl. She's definitely winning, bro. Oh, there's no way. Yeah. Otome. Otome is not beating Kana. What? What are you on, bro? Otome was mixed drink. He had this big old drink party. They do the same thing. She didn't even get drunk, though, bro. (laughs) Kana gets drunk. And and, you don't know. (laughs) Dan's over here grasping straws now. Yeah, we got him on his back foot. Khan ain't losing that shit, dude. I'm putting my faith oh, in my Tommy girl. Tommy drank the whole night and didn't get drunk. She had seven <laughs> drinks in like five minutes. She was like, oh, well, let me get another one. How many drinks are in a goddamn keg? Dude. 150 beers? But she we gets drunk. Out. The picture of her on the wiki is her drunk. We don't even, we ain't even seen Otome drunk. Yeah, but Otome didn't drink that many beers. And guess what? Kana is, she's just a fun drunk. She's not like a sloppy blackout. She's just having a good time. Okay. It's okay. getting a little flush, but she'll keep going. Yo, you you keep that same energy when we're putting money down on the table, bro. You got to remember that Otome <laughs> also went to a book fair and did all that other bullshit. She stopped drinking for a while. Kana oh. keeps going. Kana keeps mm. going. Okay. We, we gonna see. Kana's got a problem. We, <laughs> we gonna see. A lot, of, uh, a, lot of, a lot of things going on, so I will say that. Okay. okay. Kind of a badass. And she can't compete, so she's pretty hurt by that. But you know, Damn. as a part of being the strong, the the daughter of the strongest fairy tale guild member. 
It is what it is. You're just set up to be an alcoholic. It's done. Some people, <laughs> some people, sometimes it be like that, bro. I guess. Hey, man. Also, Suffering. dislikes non-alcoholic drinks definitely has a problem. <laughs> definitely has a problem. This wiki is going in on her ass. Damn. You know what? Pause. That's the kind of person you want to drink with. <laughs> Hey, I, I'm not gonna lie. After seeing a picture, like I'm, I'm trying to drink with her too. So you got room, bro? No, no, no. Okay, have- hold on. I might have to resend this. She's responsible for thirty percent of Fairy Tales yearly alcohol consumption. She's one person. <laughs> <laughs> it's a guild with like eighty people in it. Jesus Christ! Big shock. She's her. She's her, dude. I guess we just got to see one day Otame versus uh, Kana. So, I think Kana's got it in the bag, dude. She is a she is a she can yug. I believe in my woman, even though she doesn't look as good. <laughs> well, that's obvious. She's got spirit. <laughs> yeah, she's got spirit and energy. I guess. So there's that. Oh Jesus Christ! Well, you guys got anything to add to our booze sesh? <laughs> nah, that's it for me, man. <laughs> Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed us talking about a little hooch, a little beer, a little drank. Um, like I said last episode, make sure to rate the podcast. You know, that helps us get more uh, eyes on it on the platform. Uh, join the Discord for the watch party this Saturday. Uh, if you have any interesting topics you'd like us to discuss, we are looking for that. You know, it's hard to come up with a couple ideas every week, so it never hurts. And uh, linktree.com for anime defense. Later, we'll check out our socials and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Later.